Hello everyone, this is Shireen Gentry with the Identity Unveiled podcast. Welcome to podcast number three, Breaking the Cycle of Comparison. On the last episode, I spoke about the potentially dangerous dilemma if our motivations for comparison are channeled in the wrong way. Dr. Caroline Leaf in her book, The Perfect You, writes that, quote, When you read about someone else's accomplishments and adopt their roadmap, their blueprint for identity as your own, you will limit where your perfect you can take you, end quote. Now, of course, none of us are perfect. The premise of her book is for each one-of-a-kind human to grab hold of their unique humanness. To become the perfect you, that requires, according to Leaf, to look at how we each think, feel, and choose. Furthermore, she indicates that the reason this is vital is because the perfect you is actually a reflection of God out of which springs our identity and our purpose as a steward for his creation and glory. She goes on to say that you cannot grow into your God-ordained self if your perfect you is blocked. I would like to take that a step further and tell you that the perfect you is blocked if you are in a constant mindset of comparison. Years ago, Rick Warren wrote a worldwide bestseller called The Purpose Driven Life, and he begins chapter five with a powerful sentence. And he says, the way you see your life shapes your life. He also writes that, quote, none of us have given God the full glory he deserves from our lives. This is the worst sin and biggest mistake we can make. On the other hand, living for God's glory is the greatest achievement we can accomplish with our lives, end quote. My opinion is that when we start walking in the identity that God gives us and wants for us, we will no longer embrace the game of comparison. It may take some hard internal work, but part of accepting who we are and whose we are involves the acknowledgement that everything in our life is meant to display His glory in our lives. I didn't always feel this way. In fact, well into adulthood, I didn't accept many things, most things about myself, my physical being, my upbringing, how I had been parented, and it actually spilled over into the present, how I continued to look at myself, how I looked at my family. And so there were some things from the past that I needed to deal with and things in the present that I needed to deal with so I could be in the moment and really, truly love from the heart. Love who I am, love who the people are in my life like I should. So I've had to uncover all kinds of emotions and beliefs to get to a good, healthy place in this season of life. But the result has been this, total and complete acceptance for who I am. I was at lunch not too long ago with a friend, and out of the blue, she asked me this question. 
She said, Shireen, do you ever compare yourself to other people? And I wasn't expecting that question, but I pretty much quickly answered her and said, no, I'm finally at the place in my life where I no longer compare anything about my life, who I am, um, or what I've been given to anyone else. To be in acceptance of who you are is how you bring enjoyment to God. Warren goes on to write in his book, you don't bring glory or pleasure to God by hiding your abilities or by trying to be someone else. You only bring enjoyment by being you. So one of the questions that I ask of you today, are you enjoying being you? Seriously, do you enjoy yourself? Do you enjoy the life you have been given? If not, then how do you get to this point? Another author that I follow has written, quote, gratitude is the ability to experience life as a gift. Without gratitude, our lives degenerate into envy, dissatisfaction, and complaints, taking what we have for granted and always wanting more. You see, discontentment grows from seeds of comparison. Discontentment grows from seeds of comparison. So how do we uproot these seeds of comparison? Another researcher that I follow is Dr. Barbara Fredrickson, who wrote a book several years ago entitled Positivity. And she indicates that gratitude requires us to notice the gifts that are around each of us. Well, what if we took this scientific researched uh, concept and applied it when you look in the mirror? For her, and in her research, the scientific ratio is greater than three to one. What if you looked in the mirror and picked out at least three things that you like about yourself instead of focusing on the one thing that maybe you wish you could change or that you don't like? What if you took this magic ratio, this scientifically uh, discovered ratio, and applied it to your spouse, to your children. Are you pointing out and focusing on at least three positive things about the people in your life? Or are you only focusing on the one thing that gets under your skin or something that you think they should do better? Actually, if you're married, there has been scientific evidence to support that the ratio actually needs to be larger, at least five or six to one. So ladies, focus on the five to six characteristics that you love about your husband instead of the one thing that perhaps you wish would change or that habit that gets on your nerves. And what about your children? Are they constantly hearing from you what needs to be better, what they didn't do right? Instead, what if you focused on who they are, their uniqueness, their talents, their abilities, instead of comparing them with either their friends or their peers? So why don't we start this new behavior, which takes about 
21 days, give or take a few. What if you started to look in the mirror and focus on at least three things that you do like? What about the people? What if you focused on what you do like about the important people in your life? We know that there's a real thing called Facebook depression, and we know that there's a real thing called Instagram anxiety. We even know that there are apps that you can put on your phone to alter a photograph before it's posted. You see, we are constantly living in a mode of comparison, whether we realize it or not. Highlight what you like. Highlight what is good, what is positive. Instead of focusing on what you think is perfect about the people around you, your peers. Here are some other things to consider while comparing your physical self to someone else. Wear clothes that fit and complement your body type. Get a makeover. Learn to work with what you've got. Find the right tools. For instance, DNA gave me some very curly, thick, out-of-control hair. I've had to find the right tools. So do that. Find what you need to to enhance your appearance. There's nothing prideful about that. For your family, what messages are you sending to them? That they're not good enough? Their grades, their performance, their abilities? What would it be like if you started focusing on all that is good about them and their personalities? What is it about the, their personalities that you love that brings you joy? Here's the point of today's podcast. Each of us is a work in progress, but our worth is solely based on who God says we are, and we need to settle in on that and stop comparing our lives with those around us. Once you begin to be grateful, even in a very small area, something magical is going to take place and start taking root. This new habit is actually going to spill over into other areas in your life. I challenge you to try it. Let me give you a personal example about how I've learned to be thankful with one specific thing about my appearance. I used to hate my height, how tall I was. Even in kindergarten, I was the tallest girl in the class, and it was really compounded by middle school because not only did I hit a growth spurt, um, I was still taller than my friends and even the boys in my class. My mom and my grandmother were constantly telling me to stand up tall and to keep my shoulders back. It seemed like a, a daily challenge from them. I never wore heels back as a teenager. I pretty much had a wardrobe that consisted of flat shoes and sandals. Now I want you to fast forward to the summer before I got married. And if you've read my book, I do talk about this incident in my book, but I was actually hit by a car as a pedestrian. 
But what saved me that day, in my opinion, from what I believe to be true, was actually my height. You see, where the car hit, I was actually scooped on top of the hood and took a ride for quite a few yards before rolling off onto the concrete. You see, after that day, I never complained about being tall ever again because my height actually, I think, saved me that day. Perhaps that's a hard lesson to learn. But today, I'm thankful for my height. And hey, if I see those cute shoes that are three inches with a heel, I go ahead and get them. But why don't we start today? Ladies, you know you're your own worst critic. I want you to stop looking at photos or social media as a means of comparing yourself to others. Do what's best for you and show gratitude for the physical traits for what you do like. Start focusing and stop comparing the people in your family to other people's lives and families that you think are true about them. Focus on you in a good way. Find all that you can to be thankful for and start sowing those seeds today. You'll be amazed at where it takes you. Until next time, this is Shireen with the Identity Unveiled podcast.